Hey folks, this is Eli, producer of Station Arcadia. Long time no see, huh? We recorded this Q&A shortly after the end of season one, meaning over a year ago, September 2021. But we wanted to wait to release it until closer to the start of season two, the production of which has been, and continues to be, a bit of a long process. But don't worry, season two will be kicking and screaming its way into the world before you know it. Stay tuned for a release date announcement soon. And in the meantime, I hope you enjoyed this Q&A. chatting about ace attorney for a long time so we're gonna <laughs> get this on track this is our <laughs> yeah <laughs> welcome everyone to our q a our post season one station arcadia q a oh my god Great. Yeah. <laughs> it's happening we made it uh let's first just sort of go and introduce ourselves so i am eli i'm one of the producers i use they them pronouns and i'm really excited to be here today um, we're in a call. I don't know if you guys are all in the same order. Why don't we just do you want to? You can we just can... call people off. That's fine. I'll just call yeah, people off. Yeah. Call people. Um, okay. Why don't we do producers first? So we'll do Cecil next. Uh, hi. I'm CVVM. I use uh. I don't know what pronouns are listed on the website, but uh, they he works. <laughs> Um, I'm also very excited to be here. I can't believe we made it this far. That's so fun. (laughs) Okay, uh, James, why don't you go next? Hi, I'm J.R. Steele, or as most people know me as, is James. Uh, I use he, him, or they, them pronouns, and I'm just happy to be included. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Tova, or they have many names. Yeah, um, I am credited as Tova, but I've got a couple other ones underneath the belt that I'm not going to list off. I use they, them, uh, and you know, gang, I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> we just can't, we can't all say this. As soon as you two started saying, like, as soon as you two repeated it, I was like, oh, I know exactly what I'm going to say. <laughs> Uh, okay, and then, so that's sort of uh, uh, for the crew that's on call here, but we've also got two members of the cast, so Jade. Hi. Uh, oh, shit, I almost forgot my name. Uh, hi, <laughs> my name is Jade Virginia, and I voice Cass. I use uh, they, them pronouns, and it was really great to be here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be leaving now. I'm gonna, th- this was great. Thank you so much, you Station you Arcadia. No, All I, right, I bye, Jade. Good to have you here. on. Bye, Jade, forever. No, okay. Never hear Jade and again. No, that's it. There's a new voice actor for Cat, <laughs> yeah. and we never mention it. Ever. There's no mention of the switch. Nope. Um, okay, and then Ray. Okay, hi. <laughs> um, my name is Ray Cameron. I am the voice actor of Axel Moore. Um, I use she, they pronouns. And you know what, gang? I am just feeling glad, just so happy to be here tonight. <laughs> this is great. 
we're I'm all so just glad so that we're all, glad. all just happy to be we're involved. We're all glad to be here. <laughs> I'm so glad to be here. I'm yeah. I'm so, so excited. This is thrilling. I I'm sure it's this is so much more fun for us right now than for anyone listening yep. to this. <laughs> yeah, for sure. This is I, thrilling the, content we're producing mm-hmm. right now, guys. Absolutely <laughs> thrilling. I, uh, I I was so happy actually today because I got to say, um, oh, I'm recording a Q and A for my podcast today, and a person who didn't know me goes, oh, you have a podcast, like a professional <laughs> podcast, and oh, I'm like, my yes, my I God. do. Very professional. We are professional podcasters. <laughs> we're totally it's professional. Great. Lots of people have been asking me about Station Arcadia. It's wonderful. <laughs> oh, sorry, because uh, just I listen, uh, or I live in New York. Um, I say like, oh, I have a podcast. I'm in a podcast, and they're like, great. What is me? I am so excited to like because tomorrow I'm going to visit my old poetry professor who I love so much. And when we were in the first rounds of the Audioverse Awards, I was like, oh, I like have something. I gotta work some like podcast stuff. And he's like, you have a podcast? I was like, yeah, it's this. He's like, I'm gonna listen to it. I'm gonna go tell everyone else in the English department to listen to this <laughs> and to oh vote for you for the Audioverse Awards. I was like, okay. Okay, today, sure. Okay, today, today, a new friend asked me, um, he, like, I think I've mentioned my podcast a couple times, but he was like, so what do you talk about in your podcast? And I was like, oh, honey. Oh. Isn't that the question? Honey, no. Oh, hon. It's just the, they just, like, quote that, like, part of, like, the book club where they're, like, talking about praxis versus, like, theory. <laughs> I think he would actually get a kick out of that. Yeah. I... I have, like, multiple times worn my Station Arcadia sweater. I got the first Station Arcadia sweater ever, and I'm going to brag <laughs> about that until I die. Damn. But um, I was wearing my Station Arcadia sweater, and the amount of times that I've been asked is, is that Welcome to Night Vale? Oh, oh my god. <laughs> my yeah, favorite. I mean, below, so oh, good. Like, the eye iconography, I mean. Be like, well, mm-hmm. no, but if you like podcasts, <laughs> and you <laughs> like, like Welcome Night to Night Vale, vale you're going to love Station Arcadia. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so today for our Q&A, we're going to be having CDBM read us questions, and then we're all just going to kind of discuss that none of us, yes. ha- except for CDBM, have any yeah. idea what has been asked. I'm so, the only one who's seen the questions, I think. Bring all it. powerful. That's so all scary. All right. So, um, first of all, do we have any questions from patrons? I was pretty sure there was one. Yeah, there is one. It's from uh, Sarah, who uses she, her pronouns, uh who is Claus of Fenrir, and she asks, how many stories tall is the station? Oh. oh. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, first of all, thank you for the question, Sarah. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know enough how actual radio stations are like structured to answer. <laughs> yeah, how is a real radio station structured? <laughs> doesn't matter station arcadia is its own thing it's its um, own thing we can do whatever we want how tall is it how tall is it i've always imagined it like a one-story school that's just like super long like that yeah. in my brain Interesting. what it was. in my head that's kind of like, like what i thought too sorry you go uh, in my head it's yeah. like it's like five stories tall but like four of those stories are like underground yeah. Oh. See, see, at least we at least have a couple stories underground because um yeah. there's a very stupid pun that like doesn't have a lot of context outside but is used in the Discord server which is the tape decks mm. which is oh, yeah. um 
Here's some little lore uh, tidbits that you might have picked up on, is that Arcadia is powered by uh, basically the amount of supercomputer code, but all put onto, like, tapes. And so there are literal entire layers of the station that are, like, server rooms, except they're mm-hmm. just, like, tapes. And those mm-hmm. are all at least the parts that are underground. So that's the whole that. thing that's going How on. How I have been picturing Station Arcadia has been, like, you know the, you know the big, like, spaceship in uh, WALL-E? Oh, <laughs> like the Axiom? And you know how you have to, like, go up and, like, get zoomed up an elevator <laughs> to get to, like, the, the captain's deck? Yeah. That's yeah. where Cass is. Oh. Oh my god! So fun. Okay, that's my that's my little headcanon for Station Arcadia. (laughs) I think I've mostly been picturing just like like at least like a main story on the ground level Mm. and probably a bit sprawling, kind of like Jade said, and then definitely like a basement. But I don't think I was picturing anything really tall. Mm. Maybe I think there's like a tower part to Mm -hmm, it, like Mm -hmm. the um, you know, like it is a radio station. It is a radio station, but I don't know if the actual building goes up that high, because it's not that futuristic. Yeah, true. Mm -hmm. I have also pictured it like the CN Tower, uh, (laughs) which is kind of funny, and I think it's just because of the logo design. (laughs) I love how James is just like, we're going to slap a skyscraper on the (laughs) island, and the rest of us are just like, yeah, like a public school building. Like, like... I'm saying slap the CN Tower on top of, like, the Wally spaceship. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's what I'm Jesus. saying. <laughs> Massive station. It's actually a McDonald's. Gen- the general consensus <laughs> is that there's no canonical height, except for James thinks it's really tall. Yeah. I, think, I think it's a Denny's, actually. <laughs> it's, a it's a Denny's. Denny's. <laughs> Axel lands oh in the God. Denny's parking lot. He's oh like, hey, God. guys. <laughs> It's an abandoned Canadian Target. <laughs> wow, that's very specific. Spicy. I love those vibes. Real spicy. It's because I was walking around and I saw one of those Target like spirals the other day. I'm in Canada, oh. so it you was mean... not a real Target. Well, you mean one of the Target also... Targets? <laughs> <laughs> there was like an architecture thing i don't actually okay. know my american friend was like it's target and i'm like what it's target. i i mean the 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 middle of the eye in the station arcadia logo does look like target so there maybe it's go. a sign it's all target <laughs> it's all coming sponsor together. us oh my target. <laughs> sorry guys target this is like end game spoilers we're doing right here um, we're going to reveal <laughs> oh, the station no. is target <laughs> <laughs> An abandoned the Canadian thing. Target. The other, Damn like it. the other nations, are actually just different department stores. Like uh, the Walmart. Empire, the Empire is Kmart. Oh my god! <laughs> no I would Kmart. think the Empire. I think the Empire would be Costco. Uh, mm. Can Telsoria be Tesco's? Mm. <laughs> I think the Gannon Islands could be Safeway. Do you guys have Safeway in America? We have no. a Safeway. I have a Safeway. I James, you Safeway. can see a Safeway when you come over here. Okay, I'll come see a Safeway. <laughs> I'll show you. It's not that exciting. They're not exciting. Store. Um, it's a grocery so store. How about we move on to the next question? Good idea. Yeah. Thank you, Cecil. That's, the next question is from Kat, who uses she, they pronouns, and they ask, what were your inspirations for the, que- for the Queen of Port Azuriel, which is episode eight? Yes! That's, I love I think this episode. I get to answer since I'm That's the you. writer of that episode. Yeah. Yes. Um. Okay, so... 
It was inspired by a book series that I adored in eighth grade, which is the Mike Cruz series by Kenneth Opal. And I binge read the shit out of those, and most people I talk to have never heard of them, but I just loved them, and I haven't read them in ages, but I still love them so much. So it's pretty heavily edited from the original version, but it's that's the that's the inspiration for that episode. That's yeah. cool. All yeah. I know about all I know about Kenneth Opal is he wrote those books about the bats, you know, like Uh-huh. Yes, I have those books. Yeah. I, I, say... I also Oh wow. All of us are talking. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh Go I was ahead, just going to say I personally not to pick favorites, but I love episode 8. Oh, yeah. Episode 8 has been one of my favorites. Not to pick for favorites, but episode 8 is one of my favorites. Yeah. It's like a combination of I like how the episode is like structured differently than the mm-hmm. other ones in the fact that it is like diary entries and stuff and i also jade i loved jade's like delivery yes. of the final oh entry it Jade's made it i got chills it was incredible just everything about that episode came together so nicely and the story is so like intriguing and it's like that good level of like almost haunting mm. but interesting and like it's not yes. quite horror but it like borderlines it's very good i mm. i really really the like bit, that the yeah. bit at the end where jade like starts where you start like laughing mm-hmm. because of the like the whole episode it's been saying like oh the laughing means that you're getting like the altitude right, sickness right. and then you start doing it at the end and it's mm-hmm. like which that's mm, another so thing is the the science in it just the mm. like all of the the content uh, of like the science, science and how that science. works yeah. is so <laughs> intriguing. Our so, sci-fi yeah. science, very good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, don't don't take it as fact don't, necessarily. Don't. No, <laughs> we don't know how. Obviously, airships don't actually exist, but it's also one of the ones where uh, in Hardison, I felt like that episode particularly cashed in on the like steampunk technology mm-hmm. aspect of it. Mm-hmm. I felt like other ones like were a little bit more in the like you know criticization of industrialization mm-hmm. and like other things like that. But sometimes for steampunk, you just got to throw your people onto a big flying ship I actually um, yeah. have a funny story about the, the laughing. Um, so uh-huh. I remember uh, when we were discussing the episode, I like suge- I think I suggested at one point I was like, should I like laugh? And I think you guys were like, yeah, like just like give it a shot, like do it do like a couple different takes of it so i was like okay cool so i was like trying it out and um my partner was um like sitting in the room with me being very quiet and very good and uh uh i was like i don't this doesn't feel right like i feel like i'm not like being like fucked up enough or can i can i say fuck in this Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Awesome. Okay, so I, I I was like, I feel like it's not fucked up enough. I feel like it needs to be like more um like crazy. And so he literally got up, came over to me, took my sides, and just started like shaking me and like tickling me. <laughs> and oh like I like I started like laughing and he's like, Yeah, just do that. I said, okay. <laughs> I so mean, that's, works, that's it how it happened. It did work. I loved it. it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad. Yeah, I got chills while editing. It's great. Can I just add one more about bit about like the inspiration for mm-hmm. the episode, which is just for the title. Um, yeah. Uh, well, Cecil wanted to have it be the name of the ship, mm-hmm. um, but we 
couldn't really decide what the name of the ship was, so for the longest time it was just, like, in square brackets, like, <laughs> name of ship! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and we thought of so many things and none of them worked, and in the end, I, um, when I was a kid, I took the boat, the ferry, the BC ferry, uh, the Queen of Nanaimo a lot, and that went between, like, mm-hmm. the Gulf Islands, so... I would vacation up there, uh, and so that's where the name the Qu- the Queen of Port Azuriel came in because a lot of those ship names would always be the Queen of something or other, like the mm-hmm. Queen of Nanaimo, the Queen of Victoria. It's dope. So I don't know where I, Port Azuriel came from. I think Azuriel was uh, CVVM's idea, but that's what it was. So it was a little throwback, and the Queen of Nanaimo doesn't run anymore. So it was a little throwback. Oh, like, honor that's really. nice. Cool. Very cool. cool. Uh, let's move on to the next question. Yeah, this is from Sapphic Nerd, who uses she, they. Do you have a map for the world of Station Arcadia? Either physically planned out or in your mind? Oh, we (laughs) do! It is on... You can find it somewhere on our Twitter. I know we've posted Mm -hmm. it there. We also have several iterations of the map stored (laughs) in the Google Drive where we keep, like, all of our, like, outlines and scripts and world-building documents. That's all in there. I know at one point we posted the first version of the map that we drew because the version we have currently, we used like an RPG map maker to make it. Mm-hmm. So it looks like it could be a map. But the first one we did was done in Google Draw, which is like oh MS God. Paint, but yeah. somehow worse. It's hilarious. And, oh my God. and the Empire looks like a right lung. It looks like a <laughs> That's the best I can describe well, it. Well, we also have we also have a globe, don't we? We have a we globe gift. I think we um, have a globe. I think the somewhere. old one. Yeah. Oh. It's very cool. We posted that. We have a I don't know. We have a version of a Talsorian map which is more detailed than anything Mm -hmm. we've posted, Mm -hmm. which is a division of all of the districts within the cities. And I think we yeah. do have an empire map there it is. with, um, like, Clairecourt <laughs> and Surrogan and, like, all of the individual areas of the empire um, mm-hmm. in, like, a big sort of area uh, so we can see where things are. We should really put those on our website. I think we've been talking we about We should. It. It's going to happen at some point. So if you're listening to this, it may or may not be up at that point. I'm going to try yes. to remember. We'll probably have, like, a little oh my God. page. Um yeah, I posted, for, for those just listening to the episode, I posted the uh, map 1.0 in the chat, and it's so bad. I it's love so the Gannon Islands. The Gannon Islands are just four little circles in the corner, <laughs> and the mountains in Talsoria are like these big old, like, swoopy lines. Yep. I love it's really it. Something. It's wonder- I love the overlapping lines of uh, yeah. Proteus Island. It's so good. No, so this is good. gorgeous. Bright yeah. colors. Honestly, I, I we never that, should have updated. I think yeah. that bright pink definitely fits the uh, <laughs> the empire. empire. <laughs> so yes, we do have a map, and I believe it's posted on our social media. Yeah, yeah. it I think is. It's, you have to, like, um, that's you have to probably have to scroll way down. If it's you a pretty go old post. Your Tumblr and you search like map, it yeah. might come. Maybe up. we can do that right now. We can repost it. we are going to be reposting a bunch of stuff soon, mm. so yes. it might pop up again. So yeah, keep an, keep an eye out keep for that map out. repost if you don't want to go do your own internet sleuthing. But it does exist. Yeah. We have posted it. And eventually it'll be pretty. on the website. Eventually it'll be yeah. on yes. the website. But it'll there be are, easier to find. <laughs> there are also like locations that we have made up that are not like on the map. 
Mm -hmm. Um, one of which I will say from the Empire, I won't say, like, what the deal with this place is, but it's one of the major cities, kind of, which is Bunker Hill. That is not Mm -hmm. placed Mm -hmm. on the map, but it is a thing that exists. There are a couple of major locations that don't exist on the map. Yeah. And a lot, a lot of minor ones. You just gotta assume that all the spaces in between are filled with little towns and cities (laughs) that didn't make it onto the world map. Yeah, if any, like, small towns and cities are mentioned that are kind of one-off things, we probably have not put it on the map. Though maybe. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we do mention one-off cities, and it's actually, like, a big city in Telescope, you know? Right, well, and usually, you know, like, if we do mention that, then it probably will be mentioned again. But, um, Yeah. yeah, it's small cities... Probably not. But yeah, we, we've got a pretty good short. map. Map, yes. Map. <laughs> map, yes. Okay, next question, which is from Allie, who uses they, them, and they asked, which cast member would you say are the most and least like their characters? <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, first of all, you two, do you guys, how much do you guys think you guys are like your characters? A lot, not at all, certain aspects. Did we typecast you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or you can go first. You can... No, I... I would very much like you to go first because oh. I would like to think about it. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. Um, so, so, uh, Cass. <laughs> Cass. I would mm-hmm. say we are probably like 80% alike <laughs> in terms of just like, um, being kind of all over the place with attention and, um, I- making decisions without thinking about the long-term consequences mm. in general <laughs> um uh biting off uh more than than we can chew i think that's definitely a big part of uh Cass's personality and some of mine yeah um i, I mean kind of just being sad and gay i mean i'm fine <laughs> hold on Wait, i'm fine hold on. i mean hold i'm fine it's just being being you know like a little sad and a little gay it's, it's going going through it sometimes yeah like we all do i think that's i think it's definitely accurate to say that Cass is going through it sometimes yeah. sometimes Cass is going she through sometimes. it yeah I think Cass has just sort of a lot kind of going on and a lot that they're still trying sort to sort of a lot you know like when you're, like, in, like, a really kind of intense situation or you've got a lot going on and you don't really realize it because it's all going mm-hmm. down so fast, and then as soon as you're in, like, a sort of, like, safe place or things are actually kind of going okay now, and then you're all, like, you're realizing, you're like, oh, that was fucked up. Yep. That was also fucked yeah. up. Holy shit. And you just kind of, like, process this. So I feel yeah. like that's been, you know, Cass has been at the station for just over a year now, and I feel like that has been Cass's year is, like, one sort of settling into okay this place is okay but also just like that hold on what has my entire life been like, yeah. you know dealing with having lived in a cyberpunk dystopia and then not anymore <laughs> and like, seeing like that cyberpunk dystopia also from an outside perspective totally yeah. disillusioned yeah. With it, for it. Sure. and I, you can yeah. edit this out if you don't want to keep it in but i just want to say <laughs> every time i think of cast now i just think of that tiktok audio that's like they took my fucking eyes <laughs> piglet <laughs> <laughs> So here's the thing. I love Axel. She's a she's a she's a peach. Um I no, I do I feel like I relate to her in the way where I make decisions without thinking them through very well and then 
I'm so casual when they don't go as planned. I'm like, this isn't that big of a deal. Um, <laughs> so uh, I I really look up to her go-getter attitude. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I think she's she's fun. I think she's to the point. I don't yeah. know. I I think the the idea of just like going out on an island owning owning a fishing shop, I think yeah. that yeah. she has the right idea with that. I think that is somewhere I'd like to be in the next thirty years. You definitely give yeah. off the vibe of someone who's just gonna fuck off and just yeah. go do something else. Relax. And I love yeah. that. If I could just like have one person that I talk to that's fine. That is fine. Valid. Yeah. 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 Entirely valid. I don't need connections. I think that could definitely be Axel. Right. Definitely yeah. spot on. Yeah. yeah. Should I Does answer not... for Asphodel? Yeah, yeah, answer. Say, yeah. Because yeah, Asphodel, Asphodel was a recurring character in season one and uh, it might be coming more again in season <laughs> oh. two. Um, <laughs> so I guess I'll like say for what I'm like versus her in season one, since that's with no, I, uh, I'd like to think I'm not too much like Asphodel, <laughs> because I like to think, um, I'm not, you know, being a bitch, a bitch. <laughs> yeah, but I do somewhat relate to this is like something that i like to think comes through in uh axel the final scene that Asphalt and axel have to hold on a minute hold on a minute axel and asphodel have together creating ship names oh no um this is just how this is how my brain works it sucks um but this kind of like building up the like kind of persona of like a cold bitch and like it's definitely like true to some degree in Asphodel but she also like deals like with stuff with her mom of like having this like constant pressure being put on her to like not be the one who fucks up their public image as a like family and I think that that is something. My mom is not as bad as Hyacinth Russell. I'm God. not saying my mom's bad as Hyacinth Russell, but my mom also does not like to show her feelings to people because she likes people to think that she doesn't have feelings, even though she's mm. like, I have them all the time. I just um, don't want mom. people to think I do. And so I, this is something that I have sometimes inherited from my mom of like, oh, I'm going to act kind of mean and like a little bit cold so people don't think I care, even though I do so much. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. I think Asphodel is, I mean, she's she's kind of an asshole and she's <laughs> passive aggressive and all that, but she's got she's got some depth. She's dealing with some yeah. yeah. She's got things. I don't going know. Yeah, on. you might we might see more of Asphodel in season two for better or for worse. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> that face. Uh, I I for one would like to say that I think I'm a hundred percent like Eris. God I God. am a robot and an AI, and I am a robot confirmed. I am a robot entirely through whistles. I, yes, uh, and this is. I have a translator on uh, right now. This is not actually my voice. Um, You're I actually so communicate. Fast. 
entirely in Morse code. Your translator is so good. Oh my god. <laughs> Thank wow, you so much. Thank wow. you. Wow. James. James, 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 you are forgetting your most important character, I, um... which is the one, the one Russian security <laughs> the one guard. The Russian security guard who gets <laughs> oh punched god. in the face by Kyrie. punched in the face by Kyrie. This is somewhat so this is somewhat off topic, but can I tell a story about the auditions? Yeah. yeah okay. Oh gosh, this not this fresh. one, please. <laughs> please okay. spare me. I'm gonna cry. Is it actually okay? No, if tell I say tell this, this story. Okay. I love this so, story. So when we were doing auditions, we <laughs> had the crew audition as well. Like if the crew wanted the part, they also had to audition, and so they had to go through the monologues. And we had that thing where we're like, uh, say if you can do any accents, and if you can, just like add something onto the end of like a sentence of you doing that accent to prove that you can. Mm-hmm. And James misunderstood this, so I sat down to listen to the audition, <laughs> and I hear James's just, like, regular voice, I'm listening to him, like, yep, and it sounds like James, loving it so far, and then, like, sentence ends, <laughs> next sentence, he's suddenly Russian. <laughs> like, in the monologue, within In the middle monologue. of the monologue. <laughs> the monologue isn't over yet, and then that happens again, but suddenly he's American. Yeah, I remember <laughs> listening to that. Yeah. So I was just, I was talking in a British accent, and then I suddenly switch, and I'm suddenly doing this accent, like, halfway through, and then I'm, like, American, and I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. <laughs> I, I got whiplash from it. Was that, great. Anyways. It was great. Honestly. That was off topic, <laughs> and but, like, we said Russian oh security God. guard, Russian and whatever. Security guard. We also affectionately refer to it as Russian James and American James. Yes. And then I started thinking about Russian James, and I was like, uh... American James American James is not affectionate. American James is derogatory. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I and what the fuck is American James? What is an American James? Uh, Nobody American likes to hear it. Derogatory. Nobody wants to hear it. Everybody's ears has to listen has to listen to American James at least some point in their life. And this is I that hate point it. for some this people. This is a hate crime. This is wrong. This is yeah, a hate, this is a hate crime, James. Us. Us. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yes. And um, the listeners. You would you would do this to our wow. listeners anyways. Wow. Um oh. see, we should do next oh. question, is that what we're saying? Or uh yes, let's move on to the next question. Wait, wait, one more thing. Oh, one more thing. Yeah. How much do you think you were, Cecil, how much do you think you were like Stitch from the book club? Not at all. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Stitch is like, from my understanding, is like a very extroverted person. And albeit in like seventh grade, I did have a YouTube channel. Um, (laughs) Oh. So Stitch is a vlogger of the group. Yeah. So Stitch is a vlogger and I did have a YouTube channel for like a little bit. Um, but aside from that, no, nothing like Stitch. <laughs> I like to think that Stitch does their live streams and also does like VTuber stuff on oh the side. Oh my goodness. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, okay, so have next we... Okay, next now. question now. Uh, the next question is from Raven, who uses she, they, and they have three questions. Oh. The first one, Ooh. I'll just, we'll, I'll say one and then we can answer it and I'll move on to the next one. Uh-huh. So cool. they say, okay. where would you live if you had to choose between Talsoria, Hardison, and the Empire? So everyone's favorite <laughs> Ganon is not a choice. <laughs> God damn it. Wow. I love that I love that the Ganon Islands is purposefully excluded because yeah. the Gannon yeah. Islands is probably every, the most like every other places just like their ecosystem even if you ignore Ugh. the fact that like their like the Gannon Islands government system is better in its current state than the other ones mm-hmm. everybody else's ecosystem is also just like fucked to hell mm-hmm. uh-huh. yeah. yeah yep 
I'm gonna say I would like to live in Talsoria because I think I could handle the really fast paced Talsoria mm-hmm. life. And like I'm I'm a city person. I think I could <laughs> I think I could deal with it. And I have red hair, so I think I would fit. <laughs> and I have red hair. There you go. <laughs> um, I think I would go with um, the Empire, which is an interesting choice, but it's just because... It is. Listen, I am uh-huh. disabled, and I have sensory oh. processing issues. So I think yeah. my best option well, for, is. like, survival is just, like, be a nurse in the Empire. I I think personally for me, I'm a steampunk. I'm a Victorian England mm, type true. type guy. <laughs> uh so I gotta say hard as in. I also um I, I I think that if this is included in this question at all, um you know, if if Station Arcadia exists and the people in the world exist, I'd hit up Charlie so quickly and be like, hey man, <laughs> Get me into your revolution. I am a part of it. I am down. Uh, slightly illegal mutual aid group. Slightly illegal mutual slightly. aid group. Sorry, I forgot they don't have a revolution yet. Yeah. 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 Oh, spoiler. Yes. They don't have a revolution. Yeah. They don't have a revolution. They have a slightly illegal mutual aid group. Uh, so slight. No, we're keeping that. Audio editing. No, okay. No, no, no. That's that's on you guys. Uh, if you want to spoiler things now. <laughs> I, honestly, I think I would also go Empire for the same reasons as Cecil, and the fact I'm very disabled. Um, Sorry. I would not be able to handle the, uh, like, manual labor in Hardison because of my chronic pain. I wouldn't be able to handle the overstimulation of Talsoria. Mm. I'm just gonna, like, go to the Empire. I'll do something there. I don't know what. And you know what? If I die, (laughs) I die. (laughs) At least it's not usually of starvation. True. That's... Um, Depends what country you're from. I think some of them probably have food yeah, shortages, but we haven't gotten into that. They, the empire socio-political and like agricultural scape is just like mm, constantly yeah. shifting. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would actually probably also live in Hardison because mm. steampunk vibes. Um, hey. Uh, and also, like, I know I would probably <laughs> die. I know it would probably be in some, like, horrible, like, factory, factory accident. Yeah. I know, mm. I know. But if I just had the shot of being on an airship crew, that would yeah. be, that would be, yeah. like, you know, I just want to walk out on the bridge and listen to music. That would be fucking nice. dope. Be, be, like, be the official, like, bard or something. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. And, like, imagine, like, an airship, Five. like, with, like, a radio mm. and, like, you just, like, jam mm-hmm. out tunes. Ah, oh, that'd be cool. Heck yeah. And, like, I think Hardison does have, like, music. I think we've talked before about mm-hmm. the possibility of Hardison, people from Hardison, trafficking physical yes. instruments into Telsoria. Oh. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I, that concept is just very cool. Very cool. <laughs> like, trafficking banjos. Oh my gosh, yeah, banjo trafficking. Besides, like, besides the Gannon Island, I would say Hardison is probably, like, the country that has the most, like, physical instruments and people, like, who would know how to play a guitar. Mm. Yeah. 
I think the Empire would contest that, though. Empire. The, Empire, yeah, the Empire, the Empire, this is something that we have inside that world-building revamp, is mm-hmm. that, like, they like music, but, like, it's usually really hard to get, like, a venue for right. things, and, like, there isn't, like, a, a lot of great places to get resources to learn how to do the things. So they like music, but it's, like... I think they have a lot of singing. Yeah. It's, it's, like, they, like, in the trenches, you like like Less string instruments yeah. more Percussion. yeah uh ray where would you like to live i think now listen i don't like a lot of noise but Talsoria, <laughs> gosh with all the colors and just like the lights and the it's fashion. just i love exactly and i love yes. new technology i just think it would be such an exciting place to live now listen mm-hmm. great <laughs> is not the word yeah. I would describe. <laughs> None of these places are great right. places to live. Now, but it is... I do enjoy actual food, for instance. Oh, like, for, sure. Mm-hmm. for sure. For yeah. sure. But if it's all I ever knew. Yeah. yeah I could definitely right. see you being, like, an influencer and just, yeah. like, hitting that sweet yeah. two weeks of fame and just, exactly. like, fading into rich obscurity. Really I would like, I would watch your I would watch your vlogs. <gasps> oh, yeah. yeah. I would. What a nice little compliment. We would. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, Raven's next question was, what has been the most unexpected part of making a podcast? Which? <laughs> yeah. Making a podcast. Um, making the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> wasn't expecting it. For me, this is like something. This is also like a slightly personal thing, but it's that people care about Agreed. the things that mm-hmm. I write. Like people like feel yeah. emotions about mm-hmm. the things that I write. Like I remember going into the tag, and somebody was like doing like and like say, like talking about how the themes of the show had like and like how an episode was done how it had an emotional effect on them and i was like <laughs> i wrote that i'm not going to lie when i was reading through these questions and like reading through the comments that people left i did start crying mm. oh yeah i've read a couple Aww. of things where like people have commented on like certain lines from a segment in the episodes or something and i'll like look at it and be like oh my god that's my line like i did that (laughs) yeah i think just the impact that this has on people is like what's most unexpected to me yes um i think for me it's the amount of people that i've met um i know so many people now i have Mm. never had (laughs) this big of a social circle before (laughs) yeah podcasting will do that to you yeah community networking (laughs) i love it and everybody knows everybody yes they seriously do it's such a like for such a big community it is such a small community like Mm. i i have met so many people through podcasting and like i honestly would not have most of the friends that i do if not for like the one discord server that station arcadia started on and also station arcadia oh my god right and podcasts yeah that's when we met it is you are one of the first people I met. You and Cecil are two of the first people that I ever like met online. So that's kind of cool. I'm honored. <laughs> Friendship. That was Friendship. unexpected. Friendship. <laughs> Friendship. Voice actors in the chat, do you have any anything that was surprising to you about this process? Or I can go first if you're still thinking. Yeah, I, I need a minute. Yeah. <laughs> You don't. You also can just say you don't have necessarily. <laughs> it took oh, me a second. I think there's a lot of things that I have appreciated about this process and learned, but I think honestly, what's been most surprising to me is that I have grown to like, to a certain extent, like doing social media posts. Mm-hmm. Mm. I 
did not think that was possible from like, <laughs> social media. Um, but actually, because uh, at the start, I was mostly doing it by myself, and then occasionally other people would post, but I was just having to constantly be thinking of ideas, and I never could think of enough of them, and it sucked. And then we started doing, like, weekly social... I, me and James do weekly yes. social media meetings. We have for so months much now. And we just sit down... We spend, like, 15 minutes talking about, like, Ace Attorney yeah. or <laughs> or, I don't know, some random shit. Groundhog and Day. And then, like, Groundhog Day. Day. Oh, no, yeah, fuck God. me. Oh, we God. haunted. Hold on. Jesus. Yeah, stop. Yep, yep. Stop. Okay. Okay. Okay, Andy. Yeah? We once did an entire week. week of posts. Yeah. A whole week where yep. every single post contained a reference to Groundhog Day the musical <laughs> just to see if you and would you notice. And you only texted me on Monday of that week with squinty eyes, and that's it. And we were so disappointed. <laughs> we were so oh, disappointed. I don't think here's the thing. I don't check Twitter too much. <laughs> yeah. Twitter is like one of my least favorite things. But then, like I looked, like you guys told me that I looked back and was like, oh, "Yeah, I sent these it." Really over. good. They're fun. Also, we're talking about the musical, not the movie. Not the movie. If, no, not yeah. the movie. People listening to this episode, fuck Groundhog Day, the movie. The musical's <gasps> amazing. Oh my god! All right, I'm done now. Yep. Um, <laughs> okay, so that was that was yeah. my answer. Go, yeah, do it. Oh yeah, you you go right, you go right. Ah, okay, cool. Um, so something I didn't expect. So this is my first time being in a podcast, but it's also the first time I've just like done voice acting as a whole, um, and just like being recognized to any degree is so fun. I love to go through the tags and I see like Axel's name. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's me. <laughs> like, I'm um, but also I um recently I got a follower on TikTok and they DM'd me and they were just like, I know you from Station oh my God. Oh my God. That's insane. And I was yeah, they followed me that's through there so and I thought cool. that was oh so, my God. so cool. That's so cool. Um, awesome. It was so cool. I'll have to find their app. But yeah. Very cool. It was just so interesting. Anyway, so just like like being a person that is known from something is very very cool and i love to be a part of it uh i think and this might sound dicey at first but i gotta mm-hmm. elaborate um i think what i wasn't expecting from making this podcast was just how like popular mm-hmm. it got like so fast mm-hmm. like you always hope when you start a project that you know it'll catch on and that people will notice it and like of course that's what everyone is hoping but i i was like floored by yeah just how much there was going on like the timing of it all and the and like what we were doing and like the writing and the music and it all just mm-hmm. kind of like fell into place so that having worked on podcasts in the past and maybe they don't get off the ground just because of life or you know like it just everyone has to kind of bow out because there's just too much going on like it's really something to see a show yeah. reach this point where we yeah. can do a Q uh-huh. and A, yeah. and it's completely, yes. it completely put me on. Oh, my I ass. have to agree. So, yeah. Good job, you guys. That's so it's cool. incredible. Fantastic. Like I, I never. Yeah. I joined this project and I was so excited to work in like a big group of people. But gosh, when we started getting popular, like I'm still baffled by it. Oh my like, god! We yes. won f- how, four, four, four audioverse four awards. Audioverse awards. And I've already, like, (laughs) had people recognize, hey, like, that station Arcadia that you're wearing, like, I know that podcast, (gasps) and I'm like, what? (laughs) You do? 
Yeah. So Whoa. One of my one of my friends actually that I met last year, um, <laughs> we met because I have Magnus Archive shirt on, and uh, I I said something about mm. you know. Uh, yeah, like, different podcasts, Station Arcadia, blah, 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 and they're like, oh, Station Arcadia, I know that one, and I'm like, I work on that one. <laughs> oh, my it's God. It's very cool. It's <sighs> very cool. Yeah, it's so oh cool. Oh, my God. It's, it's, I yeah, it's great. But, yeah, I have to agree. That's, bu- that's, it's, that's it's incredible. That's it's so list, much right? fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I, I have to agree with Jade. Like, it's incredible how quickly this got off the ground. We did come at, like, a perfect time. Like, I feel like we, we just really got did. really, really lucky, yeah. and we have a bunch yeah. of, like, yeah. really dedicated people. So mm-hmm. I think it, it worked out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Part three, this is Raven's last question. Thank you for these questions. These are really good these questions. Are great. Uh-huh. Love these ones. Um, They've all been yeah. good, but I'm just saying, I'm enjoying this. Her last question oh. is, what happened to Hetty after she boarded the train? <laughs> it seemed like there was more of the story that Cass didn't read. Um, okay. Hedy is from Are you guys 25. ready for this? Because we were oh. writing this script, and so like I like director, creative director, I go like through it and like I do things. It's, this is especially for the last few ones. There was more written for that story, but when we gave it to the person, we said, "Do not finish this story." We said this story is going to end in a specific place, and we're not going to hear the end of it, and the audience needs to feel that. And actually, they had written more of that past that point, but I was like, "We're gonna cut this too." We're going to cut it at this Mm -hmm. point where she gets onto the train and that is where we're going to stop it. So I will say you're not going to find out from this Q&A what happens to Hetty because it was on purpose that we didn't Mm. tell you guys. But maybe we've also like talked a little bit about the fact that (laughs) Hetty's story will come around later again. Fun. Oh. Yeah. It might be. That's a surprise uh, no, no promises, no promises, but um, it might happen. <laughs> and if not, um, if in the end we decide that we're not going to continue it in podcast, you'll probably see something on yeah. social media. We will, if we don't continue Patreon. in podcast, we will probably like do like a uh, yeah. heady update. Yeah, that episode actually, yeah, that episode came about kind of last minute because we went through two writers for that. In the end, we got Pascal on there. And this is, again, a little off topic, but I do just really need to share this, which is that Pascal um, is a wonderful writer and a good friend of mine, and she's written two episodes uh, for this podcast. Um, So they wrote episode 14, The Pomegranate Society, and episode 25, Mm -hmm. um, Hetty's Story. And we realized that it just kind of seems like Cass (laughs) hates Pascal's writing. Um, (laughs) Because... The two episodes that they wrote were like, so we've got episode 14, right? Which is the Pomegranate Society. And that's the one where Cass is reading this story about the orphanage in Telsoria. And because Cass went through the Pomegranate Society themselves, they're like, what is this story? Doesn't everyone know this? This is boring as shit. Normally I, Cass is like, Cass is like, normally I learn something from these, from these stories, but guess not today. Well, bit of a disappointment. (laughs) And I had to, like, I'm, like, apologize to Pascal. I'm, like, I'm so sorry. Cass is, I'm, like, I wrote that, that those, like, Cass things. I'm, like, I promise. I love your writing. Um, And then I'm, like, Pascal, can you write episode 25? And they do. And they do a wonderful job. And then I slot Mm -hmm. it into the episode. And I, like, break up the story with Cass being, like, really? We're having to, like, I'm having to say this bullcrap. And I want to listen to the election. So Pascal, we love you. Cass doesn't. <laughs> and again, I was like, Pascal, it's, it's good. good. We promise. Yes. 
they are brilliantly written though i mean pascal's writing is very good yeah um yes absolutely but yeah look out for look out for that story (laughs) maybe possibly and if if we don't come around with that yeah we'll probably end up saying it later on in a different sort of out of podcast thing Mm -hmm. um but we want to keep it open for now yeah, okay, Cecil, next, is there another question for us? Yeah, the next question, the the next one is from Glow, who uses they, she pronouns, um, and their question is, in this hypothetical, Station Arcadia is coming to screens. Mm. No set budget or time limits. What's the scene you'd like to see? The more ridiculous and overtop, the better. Uh, they also said, this podcast is brilliant, and I'd like to thank everyone who had a hand in making it. Y'all are doing great. Oh, oh, yeah. Thank you so thank much. Thank you. <laughs> But Station Arcadia comes to screens. What what scene do you need to be there? Oh, man. I want all of episode nine. Yes, that's <laughs> literally what I was going to say. Episode that, nine is like yeah. just one episode of, um, oh, God, the Black Mirror. And it's so delicious. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. I want, like, the full, I want to see that party and, like, the full, like, with, like, oh full my God. lighting yeah. and sounds. And, like, Absolutely. I want the murder scene. Uh, the murder like, scene. I'm, I'm picturing, like, the murder scene, but, like, the, there's, like, Kina, um, is it Kina? Kina. 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 Um, Kina, um, I imagine probably has a pet house suite. Yes. Um, and so we're right at the top of a tall building, windows like no one's business um and so you have this you have this scene with these two people that look identical one stabs the other and it's all in front of this like city landscape oh my god the cyberpunk skyline in view Um, like everybody's watching and yes. like not to get directorial yeah. about yeah. this, but like also the fact that one wall is probably like a big screen, and so the windows oh, are like reflecting yes. this, yes. so you can tell they're windows, but they also look like screens in and of themselves. Yeah. That's agree, so dope. agree. Yes. I also okay uh, to add to that, Esty, who would you cast as Kina? Who's dream? I don't cast? know. Oh, okay. Very well. <laughs> well, um, so I feel like I'm the wrong person Fair to enough. ask. I am also the wrong person to ask about actors. <laughs> I would just... Well, I know we have voice Camilla actors. Obviously, Camila Cabello. Camila yeah. I mean, Cabello. <laughs> after Christina. her stunning performance in Cinderella. Oh, okay. I mean... Um, I have two scenes that I would really like to see. And these are both ones that I had a major hand in writing. Because if you have like seen my stuff outside of Station Arcadia, but also within it... You know, my bread and butter is emotional, mildly philosophical, like, monologues where characters, like, halfway reveal their feelings through, like, metaphors and stuff, but it, like, feels genuine. So, Mm. saying that, one, Teddy and Mm Bluebell scene in the closet together. Oh my god. (gasps) Yeah. I, because I really, I, like... I also, like, love, like, picturing that and, like, the camera angles, and this would naturally be a space where you would want to get, like, close-ups on the actor's face to, like, see their reactions to this, which is also why, if, like, I'm doing, like, a visual medium for this one, we gonna need to focus on actor reactions. (laughs) And so, like, Mm -hmm. this scene, because this this whole scene was kind of my baby. I wrote this one. That's very good. And then... I, I know, I need to add another one. Oh, no. But then the Axel and Asphodel scene, mm-hmm. where 
Axel yeah. says the yes. fuck boys. Yes. Because <laughs> that is our policy <gasps> for the seasons yeah. is that we can use one bad word and we have to choose the right place to put it. Mm-hmm. And we chose to give Axel the fuck it was, in that one. I <laughs> genuinely deserved. forgot yeah. actually that we did do that. And so while I was editing it, I heard it and I gasped out loud <gasps> at two in the morning. <laughs> out loud. Um, and it was, it was very, very good. I enjoyed that placement. Uh, honestly, honestly, like if, Ray, if you could just do that <laughs> whole scene oh, in person, like with the yes. same inflections, that would be that sick. So good. That would doing be that so in good. Cold yeah. Reed, I love just like doing that scene in Cold Read with Ray. That mm-hmm. was a very yeah. fun scene to mm-hmm. do. No, no, no. That script, like the tension and like the anxiety that Axel felt, I felt that like it was hard to read it was it was it was very very intense but anyways go on and then very last one is Cass's final monologue of the season oh Oh, gosh oh yes 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 I cried I wrote that at like 10 at night I want to say it was some (laughs) late time at night and I sent it to I think it was SD. I sent it to SD and yeah. I was like, does this seem too weird? Am I? Am I... <laughs> yeah. Okay. Here's the thing. I'm sitting there. Toba's like, I'm going to try to do something for the end. I don't know if it'll be good. And they said to me like, is this anything? And I read and I'm so I'm, I'm, re- I'm going into it like with that being sort of the premise. Like, I don't know about this. And I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll see. I'll give it. A, I'll give it a look. We'll see how it goes. And I read it and I just feel like, <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? <laughs> and I just yeah. start crying, and I'm like, "How is that even a question? What are you?" Tova is very good at, at sending things with the the <laughs> pretense of like of casually. it might not be good. I don't know. I'm just I messing around, the I usually, and then it's like I amazing. <laughs> I usually don't say I don't think it's going to be good. I'm going. I usually say, yeah, "Is this good. weird? Is this too weird you for do. people to you pick do. up on?" And then there's just emotions, and then it's just so. But it's genuinely like good. Good it. stuff. I I remember when I edited that as well because I don't read a lot of th- these things before I edit them, um, unless it's like uh, the segments um, or like some of the you know some of the scripts and stuff. But I don't usually get to see these things before I the voice actors give them to me. Um, well, SD gets them and then gives them to me. But um, the end of season one hit me so hard, and it, yeah, I mean the same thing like it's brilliant i love it it's emotionally raw and it's a really really good end and that was i had another oh my god we're making a podcast moment Mm, yeah um when i was editing that (laughs) can i add one more thing just to this um question about the movie Mm -hmm. um because we've kind of gotten off that but i was just thinking the very end of episode 17, because the way when I was writing that, I pictured mm-hmm. it in a very cinematic oh. way. Yeah. And I sort of tried to capture that in podcasts, but I would love to see just a sit like, because the cut, like, cuts back and forth between the different sort of campfires, and you could have them yeah. be, like, mirrored yeah. kind of in terms of position and, like, right, sort of showing the parallels in a visual medium as well. Mm-hmm. And then you could. Yeah, you could do uh, more obviously like, like the very at the very end. I don't know how well it came through in podcasts, but we we so we were going back and forth between the empire and the station, and the very last mm-hmm. chorus is them singing together. So you could do some sort of like 
crossfade <laughs> type thing and then also mm-hmm. sort of fade in different clips from like hard as in like you could as they're singing show a clip <laughs> yeah. of like peaches yeah. and charlie um like what like Aww. walk biking home together or mm-hmm. um a, of the fireworks from calsoria at memory and fair friends looking up at the sky mm-hmm. or like you could sort of yeah. layer it like that because that's sort of yeah. the effect that i wanted which is yeah. like montage of mm-hmm. all the different societies coming together yeah. And then fade to black with yeah. the um, trumpet solo. I think that, and also the end of the yeah. season one, I picture like a montage of everyone, yeah. like going about their lives. Like I, I like I picture like Axel, mm-hmm. like talking into the radio with like Cass, like saying the oh end God. monologue overhead, and like I love something yeah. is coming, something mm-hmm. is happening, you know. I really and I, love I. That. I picture in my head all the time it's like the first trailer again like okay, yes, that's yes. What i imagine with the first trailer oh my god the yeah. and then the yeah. very <gasps> the very end of the season mirrors that and we oh zoom so out it's so good <laughs> station not arcadia to be like station arcadia when? is such a good podcast <laughs> but like station arcadia is such a good podcast <laughs> such a good the podcast. cool thing is is that i can say that because i'm not the writer of the entire thing i can ju- i can compliment <laughs> yeah. everyone in that statement i love that <laughs> I I do want to say um I'm I have so many like scenes that I'd love to see but um my my personal thing is that I don't see a lot of gay men in media and so I would just really like uh the scene with Soren and Finn in episode 17 oh, to be uh yeah. visualized yeah. I think that would yeah. be wonderful oh and yes that's my baby Perfection. and that's the scene that I wrote and I love it very much but oh, I such a good would love oh gay gosh. men in media I remember reading that scene in voice <laughs> but I cried I literally cried it was yeah. so good yeah them dancing in front of the fire <laughs> and I'm just imagining like soft soft carpet mm-hmm. and the crackling fireplace and the, the like glasses yes. of of wine on little I wooden side also, table also while um was sa- while I was soundscaping it I just imagined like Soren sitting next to Finn and like snuggling up against him and it's just it's a very ah. cute scene and I I would love to see that visually it's mm-hmm. one of my favorite scenes so yeah before we move on are there any other scenes that you guys I this get is in this one is really weirdly specific but i want to see the scene where kairis punches the guard yes yeah, <laughs> yeah. we all <laughs> still play the guard <laughs> you can still play the guard baby <laughs> of course <laughs> and then everybody watching the movie would be like why did they let this 12 year old yep awesome nice okay <laughs> um cool. all right so SD is just a little bit busy, and they'll be back in uh, 10 or so minutes, uh, so we're just going to continue without them for now. Heck yeah! Uh, this question is from Michaela, who uses she-they pronouns, and she oh. asks, What D&D class and corresponding subclass would the Arcadia residents cast show <laughs> Lysel and Zed be? I think yes. we also have to do Can Axel we also do because Axel. we have yes. voice actor. Absolutely. We will. So you're yeah. going to get sure, a Sure, we'll bonus. do Axel because Ray's here. Yeah. Little As a little bonus. <laughs> um, oh my god. I mean, I feel like Lysel's got to be this. an artificer, right? Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. An artificer. Yeah. Definitely. I think Cass uh, has to be a bard artificer. just by, just by yeah. nature. I like Cass existence. bard, yeah. Like yeah. a lore bard? That class? College of lore? I remember... I remember we talked about this, and, like, it was between Bard and Warlock mm-hmm. because of the station and, like, how it communicates to oh, Right, yeah, true. Kind of like I a do, patron type I thing. do prefer Bard, definitely. Yeah. 
Um, I feel like <sighs> the oh, issue. I I can't I can't answer this very well. I'm not. <laughs> I'm afraid I'm not very familiar with the station residents myself. Yeah. I'm gonna. I need to meet them a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say, uh, Joe is to me a wizard. Yeah, yeah just because of all agree. of the like yeah. documentation and stuff is it mm-hmm. feels very wizard to me. Like Order of the Scribe mm-hmm. wizard, maybe if you want to get into Ooh. like subclass, yes. like, that kind of. Thing. I don't know much about subclasses, yeah. but but yeah, you like you get the vibes from Order of the Scribe. I um, just the name is vibes enough. Yeah, I would, <laughs> and then for Zed, honestly, like a fighter, right? I was gonna <gasps> like, say fighter as yeah. well. Yeah, mm-hmm. Zed. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I honestly, <laughs> actually, I would say. Like, all, we'll, like, consider that all of them are, like, decently high level in this situation. I think that Zed mostly has fighter levels, but has a couple of, like, glamour bard levels. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just, like, a few. Can't keep that down. Uh, what about Marvin? Marvin. That's what I was wondering. Yeah. My guy Marvin. Oh. I mean, I kind of, the instinct is storm sorcerer. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean that that makes the most yeah. sense, definitely. I actually, I don't know why, but I really like um, Paladin Marvin. Ooh, just personally, also good. I think that that's Paladin Marvin good. would be really cute. Yeah, with like a sage background, that'd be fun. I just get like yeah. Tempest cleric vibes. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's that's yeah. I don't know. Gotta agree with I like that, that one. a lot. Ray, like do that. you have any opinions on Axel class? No, listen, I I <laughs> don't know very much. Don't. I am the worst. <laughs> and, and no. no, because I have played D before, but I'm like I'm not super familiar with different classes and I'm and I don't know what would be appropriate for Axel. Mm. Yeah. What mm. about what about Axel as a druid? Ooh. I do like circle oh, circle wait, of yeah. the shore or whatever. Circle of yes. the shore druid. I like yeah. that. That actually makes sense. Yeah. Like going up to bat for the environment. <laughs> yeah, it's very very. Druid-ish. But like, it's also like druids also have that like kind of hermit sometimes vibes, and oh, it's yeah. like, yeah, right. I'm gonna go out and like try and help the environment, but y'all, I'd rather be fishing. <laughs> y'all, I'd rather yes. be fishing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Are we forgetting definitely. anybody? Uh, I don't think so. Joe, I mean, the I station is just a god. The yeah. station yeah. is just Arcadia like... herself is just like a patron or a yeah. <laughs> I think that's good. everyone. Yeah, that's a fun one. There you go. So, uh, the next question is from Jonathan, who uses he, him pronouns. And his question is, what did you start from when generating ideas for the podcast? <laughs> okay that that stream of text and the mechanisms in general <laughs> yeah. oh my so god the crew met in a mechanisms discord and mm-hmm. i think how it started some people were like hey what if somebody from a steampunk and like a cyberpunk place met yes that's and how then it we threw in mm-hmm. some yeah and then we threw in diesel punk and solar diesel punk diesel punk and solar punk yeah. and somebody said you can make a podcast out of this yes, that was and me then we did. i said you can make <laughs> yeah! a podcast out of that and then i made you the did, servers yeah. and now we're here and i th- that's oh, honestly shit. one of the only reasons that I ended up looking at it, because I got so overwhelmed at that point by the mm-hmm. mechanism server, so I had a lot of the channels on mute, actually, and the reason that I looked is because Cecil had said something, because I was <laughs> more friends with Cecil than anybody at that point. Um, and I, I saw that Cecil had said, you can make a podcast out of this, and I went, I make a podcast! And so I, I jumped on that bandwagon, but yeah, no, it was it was a little, little stream yeah. of... Yeah. 
but then just someone like giving a random idea yeah once we had that like once we had that all of these societies doing into one then we had uh world building and character like Mm -hmm. voice calls where people would be like Mm -hmm. i think it would be cool if this and someone was Mm -hmm. like oh that does sound cool or someone would be like well that like maybe like causes some problems like maybe we want to go more like this and so it was very much a collaborative effort lots of just long meetings of everyone just talking about stuff throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks I actually, I went through the uh, the character document, and we had a lot of ideas for, like, we had Cass very quickly, mm-hmm. but we had a lot of different ideas for mm-hmm. Cass that were very popular that didn't make it into the final thing, or, like, we had a bunch of ideas that were, like, you know, maybe this could work, maybe it couldn't, and then we ended up doing it. Um, so it was super fun. Care to share one of those early iterations? We um, pull open that document. One thing that I did want to say uh, that I really like about Cass that didn't actually end up making it into at least season one was that we gave th- we gave them the nickname Cassie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and I really liked the nickname, uh, but we didn't end up we didn't end up keeping it. Um, Only one person called Cass Cassie. And Cassie. They are... <laughs> <laughs> That's my headcanon. <laughs> I do. We also, one of the other things, there were originally a lot more pitches for characters who would be at the station. Uh-huh. Yes. And we had I to actually, cut on that severely. Originally, I, it was yeah, going to be I way found a couple of. I found a couple of old characters yeah. from uh, the station. I was the one who up. put their foot down on the, okay, we need to cut some of these station characters mm-hmm. and we can't, like, keep making more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually I'm I'm finessing two of the uh two of the OG station characters uh for a story hopefully. Ooh, in nice. The future. I'm very excited. Uh I think we got another question. Um the next one is from Len who uses they them and they asked <laughs> They asked in terms of education/general knowledge, how much do people from different places know about history whether it's of the place they're from or other places? Oh, in, like, in-universe? Yeah, in-universe. Okay. Uh, Y'all, world-building revamp master over (laughs) here. I have a whole section on the docs for this. Um, Historically, Ganon Islands probably has the best record of their history because for a period of time it was like hard for them to like record it and like writing things Mm -hmm. but they never really had a limit on oral tradition Mm -hmm. so they have like a lot of like passed down stories and stuff whereas in other places they have gone through a lot of different propaganda and like revisionism so like people tend to not know things the empire is one that comes to mind Mm -hmm. they have a um public education system up to a certain point but they are constantly like their books are constantly like getting burned and replaced with new Mm -hmm. ones as like alliances change and borders change yeah and like Mm -hmm. oh these people have been bad the whole time but now we're allies with them so actually they've been good the whole time and we're getting rid of all the records of that Mm -hmm. so the ganon islands while they have an iffy, like, written record, they probably have the most accurate record of their history due to this open oral tradition. Yeah. I yeah. think Telsoria, I think people in Telsoria oh, think Eli's they back. have a really good history. Yeah. I think that- Because yeah. they look, they can look they things up. They think that they are mm-hmm. so worldly, and they know all this <laughs> shit, because they, like, get education. They get, like, okay, they could probably have, like, a class on Telsorian history, and it, like, briefly, it touches on, like, the Ganon Islands and Hardison and the Empire, but they get- 
hugely biased information. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. not very accurate. Mm-hmm. It's not, doesn't, yeah. it doesn't go very deep or broad, but they probably think that they have, you know, they're probably like, oh, those ignorant people in the other countries, they don't, they don't yeah. know anything. And then really, I think, they, yeah. And then really, yeah, they, 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 they get like better. I think for the yeah. most part, people they're really above don't it. know a lot about like the continents outside of their own. It's just not something people like mm-hmm. learn about really. Aside from, I think the Gannon. Yeah, the Gannon Islands, Islands yeah. the most, but like the even Gannon then, Islands I also. Disag- I kind of disagree. Yeah, I think they're I would... pretty insular. Um, I think that's one of I the... I agree. I think just because they tie into the empire yeah. so much, yeah. but also I think that's that's probably the mm. only exception that comes to mind. And even then, it's not very great. I mean, they still you know are very. Within themselves, I think that's I think that's that one of the biggest flaws of the Gannon Islands as a whole is that they're so um, they're they're so insular. And yeah, I for they, sure. You know, yeah. and it's like it's like pretty like somewhat reasonable of them because they've been through a lot of colonization. Yeah. but like it's a little bit like doubling down to like an unhealthy point. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like 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 demonizing people who are genuinely in need of help, like, for example, no, very true, Imperial yeah. refugees. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can I ask a question? I know this is <laughs> from the fans, but I, I just like to ask because I'm just curious now. Um, now, we know that um, they don't, in- all the, mm-hmm. the countries don't interact, the continents don't interact with each other. If they did... If they decided to, like, open up and do maybe, like, more trade or, like, communicate more or what have you, do you think that would be better or worse? I think at first it would be worse and then going forward it would be Yeah, I think it would be complete and absolute hell for a couple of years, maybe even a couple of decades. (laughs) I think the transition period would be Transition period is terrible. Mm -hmm. Once that's over. Yeah. A noticeable improvement. Yeah, it would be, yeah. I, I agree, because yeah. I think they all have very different technologies that would really... For sure. Each oh, other. for like, sure. To, Absolutely. You know, I... I think, and yeah. that, I, I think that's true of any big change, even in our world. Like, yeah. the transition period going from something massive to something else that's massive is going to be a terrible drop. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then once it actually settles and once people are more comfortable and once generations kind of pass it's going yeah i mean it would it would be yeah. so beneficial for I that just, to be i just realized if all of the nations in arcadia just talked to each other you would just have earth like <laughs> yeah. you'd have just yes, our yeah. world you would have yeah, actually absolutely Except so some weird. people have airships and other people have AI. Yeah, I want an airship, though. Well, <laughs> and then eventually, you know, things would spread and things would change and more mm-hmm. advancements would be made and people would, you know, still discriminate against each other, I'm sure. Hooray! But it would be a lot more open and a lot more, you know, a lot yeah. more diverse I mean, of even world. just, mm-hmm. like, if you think about the, like, the amount of manpower that's going on in the world of Arcadia that is on completely useless shit, like, all of the Empire mm-hmm, infighting, mm-hmm. but even all of the, like, mm-hmm. uh, we haven't touched on it too much, but the relationship between Talisarian and Hardison is so oh, broad. Boy. They're essentially mm-hmm. in, like, sort of a, yeah. a Cold War-type, like, standoff that we, again, didn't really, like, touch on that much, but it's sort of, it's sort of mentioned, sort of hinted at, and, mm-hmm. like, if they just, like, collaborated instead, it would be just in terms of like very beneficial it would be, it would be so much dangerous more beneficial. Mm-hmm. dangerous yeah, yeah but also like they wouldn't have to 
spend energy worrying about the other countries. They could just yeah. Yeah, sort of right. put that well, energy somewhere else. I've got to go. Okay. Thank you. I okay. hope you all have a good time. And also, somebody Please. else needs to start recording the everything because I'll be gone. Okay, bye. bye. Oh, okay. Bye. <laughs> bye. bye. This one is from uh, Alice. They use they, them pronouns. Uh, yeah. This question is directed at Jade or any cast member with a large speaking role. So, Jade. <laughs> yeah! Oh, also, I would say also Ray. Also Ray. Yeah, yeah fair. Yeah. Uh, okay. Axel is pretty prominent. Hi. Um, how many takes does a typical voice acting segment for an episode take? Uh, they also said, you guys do amazing work. Keep it up. Aww. Wow. Thanks, Alice. Thank you, Alice. Oh, very sweet. Thank you. Thank you, Alice. So. I love that face, Jane. So. Uh, <laughs> it takes one take. Um, by the very beautiful grace of um the sound editors of this crew um i have been allowed probably the easiest recording experience in terms of like um how to record because for some podcasts you have to record one line Mm -hmm. per file and that's just a fucking nightmare and then sometimes that's hell on audio yeah like why and then sometimes you you record per page Mm -hmm. and that's like a little bit better but it's still not like great especially for people who talk as much as i do imagine you have Um, a line that like cuts off at the end of the page so you should have stopped the line like what it just sucks it's (laughs) so what what i what we do is we record the whole episode and then if i want to do a different um take of a line i just pause and then i say it again so Mm -hmm. like um you've been listening to station arcadia you've been listening to station arcadia you know (laughs) it's just like you Uh just take uh, a beat and then but that's that's actually how you Mm -hmm. do it it's the best way, I think. And it, it works out, because it's also my favorite as a sound And like, the thing yeah. is, is that... And occasionally, yeah. Well, I was just gonna say, people who ask for... And I've had a people... I've had a couple of people send me this for Domestic Life of Anthony Todd, but um, a couple people have just sent me, like... And it's only if they have, like, three lines in the episode or something, but um, they'll send me individual audio files for each line. And that's fine if it's three lines, but Jade has the entire episode. If I had an audio file for (laughs) every single line, not only would the continuity just be like, sorry, Jade, but that would be terrible. Um, (laughs) The continuity would be be terrible, and it would sound so static and rehearsed, and also Mm -hmm. so much storage space. Like, that's mm-hmm, just counterintuitive. So it's so much to download. It's so much to put in an Audacity yeah. file. Like, it's just not worth it. Yeah, so do you podcasters, yeah. young ones, don't <laughs> fucking do that. Don't do that. <laughs> just record <laughs> one audio file. Like, ask your, ultimately, ask your audio editor. Whatever makes mm-hmm. it easier for them, mm-hmm. do that. If they tell you mm-hmm. that they want yep. 50 audio files of each line fine they're insane, they're insane but they're do insane, it but, like, um, but, fine, but yeah. yeah if you're audio editing yeah. it is so much easier with one file <laughs> it's just easier yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, ray on the other hand what's your uh, process like because it's not quite the mm-hmm. same as jade's yeah um i do record the same line several times mm-hmm. I, I keep it all in one audio file but I, I do record it several times just to get different takes for everybody um, but it is it is pretty similar to Jade's in that I I do record the entire 
the entire yeah. yeah the entire episode in one it just makes it easy it does. Like, it just, it does. And, and like there's like that like brief moment of silence where like you're breathing and you're like scrolling down the page mm-hmm. to like <laughs> yeah. to like find like your next place right exactly like and instead of just like yeah. I, I when i first started recording for just the season um i would just completely erase the my audio file and then just like re-record everything so many times yeah and i was like i don't have to do this i'm sure they'll like some of this right um but i was just so critical of myself sometimes like i would i would say like um you've been listening to station okay and just like just i have to like erase like that section of it like sometimes they keep it in for like the the bloopers which will be coming out i'm so excited oh my gosh it's got a lot of bloopers i have i i actually was going over the bloopers today and that was very amusing i had a great time with that um i will say though uh something that i have been wanting to do and will probably start doing in season two and you guys will hear this from me don't worry um i'm going to go and and I'm essentially going to make the process a lot more like Jade's for everyone. Um, I'm really wanting mm. to limit the amount of redos that we have to do just because of uh, audio continuity and that sort of thing. Um, but also because it's just a hassle to do redos. I mean, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. it's a hassle for everyone yeah. involved. So yeah. the less that it we really have to is. do them, you know. Um, yeah. And I and... suspect, Jade, you'll still see them. We'll try to get them yes. to you quicker, but... Because you just, I'm you still going to pronounce every fucking You just say so many words. You just say so you many say words, words. You say in general. so many words. And, you know, sometimes it's unavoidable. Uh, but, yes, I, I think that str- eventually audio editors kind of find what works for them and, and go with that. But hopefully so it's easier jump for off the... of, Can I jump off of that, off of that yes. for a sec? Which is, I don't want people, the audio editors, to get the wrong impression hearing this and think that what we do is that we have actors by keeping it all in one file we're not having actors record the same thing like their their whole lines in succession multiple takes mm-hmm. in a row if that makes sense like because i hate that as an audio editor like if you say say you have 10 lines and you read lines one to ten and then you pause and you read lines one to ten again and then oh, you pause yeah and you, no that it's is like my, a aaa bbb pattern i that is my that is my pet peeve yeah. i'm so sorry if you're an actor in station arcadia and you've done this because i've been, <laughs> Previously, I've been very, I've probably been very gentle to you in DMs, but I need you to know how much I hate this. <laughs> because the truth come out. Here's the thing, because the way I edit means that I, some actors, I tell actors to give me two to three takes in general, unless they're reading a whole monologue. Sometimes mm-hmm. some actors only give me one, and that's fine, especially if they do good takes. Mm-hmm. Um, and some do, and it to- works out totally fine. And if I haven't complained about it, it's probably not a problem. But the way I'm editing is I will go through and I'll like listen to the line and I'll go a little, I'll listen a little bit more and I see, oh, they moved on to the next line. Okay. So they only gave me one take and then I work with what I've got and then I move on to the second line and I do that. So if you send me a full audio file with lines one through 10, pause Mm -hmm. lines one through 10 like Mm -hmm. that, it means I get to editing line 10. And then I realize you've given me two more takes in each line and I have to go in and redo everything. Mm. It's and honestly, at that point, I don't yeah. want to just, I don't want to just like, oh, okay, we'll just ignore all those other takes. Right. I'm a perfectionist. I need to make sure that I'm choosing the best take. Well, and also, but it's, it's, it doubles the work. It's entirely not fair to, you know, like, 
I I am somebody who, if you give me lines 1 through 10, lines 1 through 10, lines 1 through 10, and I don't realize it, and then I get to the second pair of lines, I just ignore them. Unless there is one line where I was like, I really need them to redo that, I honestly will just cut them out. And that's not anything against the actor, but it... I do feel it when I cut it out. I'm like, that is so much wasted time. Like, I wish that I had told them not to do that before they had wasted that time on that. Mm. Um, And again, that's just, that's communication. You know, that's, that's just Mm -hmm. a communication Mm -hmm. error. Yeah, I don't, and meanwhile, for me, it's like, I can't ignore a line. If you've sent me a line, I've listened to it. Um, (laughs) So again, audio, it depends. It depends depends on the person. Yeah. Anyways, mini, mini rant over, I guess. So... Let's move on to the next question. Mm-hmm. This is from Rad, who uses she, they pronouns. Uh, if up? I do say so myself, that's a rad name. Hell yes. <laughs> um, rad. She said, how do you guys go about making your podcast so inclusive? You guys just make it so natural and not forced at all or strained. Uh, she also said, I love this podcast. Oh, my God. Because we're all gay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's because everyone, every, literally everyone is gay. The, thank you for enjoying our podcast rad yeah (laughs) i think it comes from a place um a lot of our our sort of diversity is in terms of gender and sexuality i'm not gonna Mm -hmm. we don't really canonize the um like uh how any podcast care any of our podcast characters look so like Mm -hmm. i i would be feel strange about saying that we're as a blanket great at diversity because mostly what we've been if if I say so myself, pretty good at is diversity specifically in terms mm-hmm. of queer identities. Um mm-hmm. and, you know, in in some other situations as well, we have we have some like disabled characters as well, but um Very true. But I think most a lot of what it comes down to is um it doesn't feel forced because we're not doing it. We're do- a lot of it comes from a place of wanting to see ourselves represented. Yes. We have a yeah. lot of different writers, which I think really helps. So you get a lot of different people's perspectives. Mm-hmm. It's not all written by one person. And that's just that's just what comes from yes. having lots of different writers. It's not like we've done anything really special in that count. Well, like if one person well, if one person is writing it. They can definitely, there's a lot that one person can do to try and include different mm-hmm. perspectives and to try and educate themselves, but it just comes, it comes, it comes a lot, very naturally when you've got like six to ten writers, each with their own worldview and everything. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think ultimately it just comes down to like all of our writers being like queer uh, mm-hmm. youths and young adults who just want to see themselves portrayed, so that's what they yeah. write. This Absolutely. is the future, baby. Yeah. <laughs> this is the future. Neo the future is gay. The neo pronouns is so cool, and yeah, I'm so glad that so we, cool. we just include them in the podcast. <laughs> yeah. um, I think also a large part of, it, and I've thought about this quite a bit, but I think a large part of why um, our inclusivity does seem not forced is that nobody is going against it in world, and I think that's mm-hmm. really important because mm-hmm. in media, coming out stories is Mm -hmm. all of the gay media and like homophobia stories and like stories about oh well i just want to be transgender but my parents don't accept me that's not the story we're telling that was something we we we, like intentionally decided to not include in our world in any Mm -hmm. sense we have spoken very outwardly in meetings and in stuff like this that being gay or or having a different gender identity or being disabled or having you know some sort of 
oddity that would be strange in our world that's not the conflict there are so many greater conflicts Mm -hmm. in station arcadia than what somebody chooses to identify as like being different will never be the conflict it's Mm -hmm. not it it, it's Mm -hmm. there are so much more to that world and ultimately it shouldn't be a conflict in our Mm -hmm. world and that's what a lot of us believe because that's just our day-to-day life there is no question about respecting somebody for you know what they what what they're asking you to refer to them as or like how they were born or you know that sort of thing um and i think that's a lot of the reason why our representation is so casual and is so you know inclusive is because it's just not an issue Mm -hmm. it's it's a normal thing and a lot of times, yeah, yeah, I mean, people who are different are villainized in media and are are put down in media, even if it's a story about, like, about you know, uh, like, coming out and being yourself and all that sort of thing, there's still a level of this is wrong in those mm-hmm. stories. And in Station Arcadia, it's mm-hmm. not. It's just how people are. I think there's definitely a place for those stories. I don't want to... There is, absolutely. There is, yes. Because those are also experiences that people have in the real world. Yeah, for sure. Oh, absolutely. Um, But there aren't enough of just stories where it exists. You just want people to just be queer and have that not be like their central the central focus of the story or the central conflict or like what they are all about. You just want it to be like... Yeah, I'm gay, and also I'm robbing a bank or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. I, I, I think we've had we've had our love Simon, and we've had our you know yeah. wild, and we've had <laughs> sort of stories about being gay and and coming through it, and and you yeah. know that sort of thing. Yeah, but then we it's, have stories it's... like like the art fair where it's like, yeah, they're yes. not heterosexual cis people, but it's like right. that's actually not relevant to the but story. That's how it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, there, there's yeah. a love story with peaches and charlie <laughs> where they just kind of fall in love and that's who it is like that's that's just how it goes yeah. yeah jade what were you saying uh i think a problem just with like um pop culture in terms of like representing us as um people is that they don't mm-hmm. uh because it's a lot of it is introducing the cis straight world into yeah um yeah. our culture and the only way that they can sympathize is by showing people like us in our lowest right. states yes. and our in like our most tragic states so what's wonderful about station arcadia and what i think it kind of achieves better than a lot of other podcasts out there is that like you said the tragedy is not being yourself the tragedy right. is that the world is on fucking fire right? <laughs> yeah. trying to figure out how to do it's it a lot more the to tragedy worry about. is not that like the the difficulty isn't um you know a gay person is forbidden from loving someone it's that there are cows going fucking crazy <laughs> yeah. and they need exactly. to be stopped yeah like, exactly. so yeah yeah I, I just think that pop culture hasn't they haven't quite gotten it yet yes. on, in terms of yeah. what they I also need. think that Station Arcadia doesn't hold anyone's hand um, mm-hmm. when it yes, comes sure. to queer identities. I have yeah. several people in my extended family have caught on that I'm doing a podcast, including my grandparents. <laughs> and I remember when they learned this and I just went, oh, fuck. Because they listened <laughs> to it. Yeah. They listened, my grandparents and my uncle and I think one of my cousins sat down and listened to the first episode together. Mm. And I was dismayed to hear this. Um, 
Because, not because they're not wonderful people, but because I know that Station Arcadia is... I don't want to say it's not for them, because I think it could be for anybody, but also they they were left really confused. Yes. Um, yeah. Partly because if you've never listened to, like, a pod, like an audio drama before, you, mm-hmm. you need to, like, understand right. that you're not gonna... It's a little weird. Yeah, it, it's a little bit different, but also... Like, at no point do we stop and go, here's what neo-pronouns are, yeah. you know? Yeah. We just sort of, right. it's right into the deep end. And I think that's kind of nice, because if someone's walking into it, and they don't, and they don't know, if, if someone's walking into it, and they don't, like, know what neo-pronouns are, and they just hear that, they go, huh, what, hold, okay, I guess that's a thing. Like, yeah, it yeah. doesn't, um... Because you have to keep up with the story, you have to you just do. keep mm-hmm. going. Yeah. So you don't necessarily have time to like nitpick that sort of thing. Well, and and that's that's something about world build. I mean, even just storytelling. When you are creating a world, you are essentially telling the audience this is what's happening. I will give you the information that it exists, and through context, you have to keep up. And the cool thing is, is that the thing about our world building in terms of neo pronouns is that we use Earth neo-pronouns. I mean, we use neo-pronouns that real people use. Um, we use sexualities that real people use, and identities that real people use. But, yeah, I mean, it's like reading Lord of the Rings for the first time. You have to learn what a hobbit is, <laughs> you know? You have to you have to pick it up through context. J.R.R. Tolkien doesn't if... just sit you down. He does, though. Go... Here's the thing. He totally, I feel like, does he? I love you, but you picked the wrong example. <laughs> <laughs> chapters of Lord of the Rings are J.R.R. Tolkien just... going, here's what a hobbit is, and here's the, okay, gene- yeah, here's, no. here's the genealogy of every yeah. single hobbit. And this hobbit, like, literally, and it's so no, that's boring. Alright, let, so... let me let let me, me see if I can, I can figure <laughs> something a, different what's out. What's something um, that kind of just fucks you right up, right from the get-go? Yeah. Oh, I know. Six of Crows. Six oh. of Crows just throws you right in, and it's <laughs> oh so confusing. God. It is incredibly confusing, and they're like, here's all these words. It's like all like Dutch? The world. For some reason? Yes, it's all Dutch. And like, like, here's some names, and they're weird, and you don't know how to pronounce mm-hmm. them, and we're just gonna give you these, and just, here's the world. And once you read it, like, it's brilliant. It's mm-hmm. so well done, and the universe is incredible. Um, but, I yeah. They, Six they, of Crows. She just kind of throws you in. It's one of my favorite, uh, my favorite modern book. Yeah, but um, it really, it really. I say helps. modern because The Great Gatsby is my so favorite. Book it really, of all time, it really but. helps <laughs> that when we were planning Station Arcadia, our we were like just so caught up in having this cool idea and wanting to mm-hmm. see ourselves represented that we weren't like, what's gonna be a good story that's approachable to everyone, including my grandparents. It right. was just like, no, I want to tell this story. Want? Did it? And then it was like. Six months down the line, I realized that it wasn't really um, approachable to my grandparents, and at right. that point, it's fine. Yeah, and it doesn't. Well, need and also, to be. Okay. yeah, I mean, a similar thing happened to me with domestic life is that I made this podcast the same exact way and was like, I'm just going to make a character who switches names every other day, and then my grandparents listened to it. Were like, wait, is this the same person? And I'm like, <laughs> yes. They just they they yeah. switch their names and pronouns every day. And that's confusing to, and I didn't even realize, but that's something that we do in Station Arcadia as well, where we're just like, this is the pronouns that they use, and that's fine. Like, yeah, it, it's, it does really just throw people in, and I do think that's a massive reason why, 
we we are good at it representation sorry i just want to add like one more thing about it because there is an opposite end to this conversation and it's sometimes when um people of our community like make something and it is with the intention of making it like lgbt right sometimes that is focused on a bit too yeah. much and uh-huh. it sometimes will take away from yes. the story itself like i i worked on a podcast like one of the very first podcast I ever worked on it never got aired but like it was like oh so who's my character what's my character about what are the other characters and they're like well this one's polly and this one has mm-hmm. neo pronouns and what and i was like that's so cool what else right, yeah. like about them is there and they were like uh well they're like a medic one's like a captain so like i think that there is the balance and the balance is just let it mm-hmm. just yeah. write people yeah. just, just let, let it, it exist happen you know and and try not to fixate it on it on it too much because when you fixate on it that's when the story just becomes like mm-hmm. bogged down and, and it will unfortunately read yeah. as performative when that's obviously yeah. not what yeah. you want to well, do and I, with it on that note i hear a lot of times uh people will just be like oh i really like this media and i'll go oh why like can you tell me about you know a character you like and they'll be like they're a lesbian and I'm like, mm, oh, no. that's really cool. Yeah, like, like what okay. else about them? And they're <laughs> okay. like, well, I mean, I guess she's like fine, but like she's a lesbian. And I'm like, okay, you're not selling me it's on the like, story. Yeah. Like, as much as I love lesbians, <laughs> that, that it doesn't interest me. <laughs> I always, I always include it as the kicker. Yeah. I'm like, here's the story. I go into the whole detail, and then they're like wavering, and they're like on the fence, and I'm like, and also these great characters I just told gay. you in depth. They're lesbians, and then they're like, yes. ah. "Yeah, that's what it yeah. should be." Quite literally, the station Arcadia, <laughs> yeah. like hug. at the very end. Yeah, <laughs> I love that's it. Also, oh that's queer. exactly, and that's yep. exactly it. Is mm-hmm. that this is our world? This is what we're doing. This is why our podcast is interesting. Also, it's queer as a yep. bonus, as a treat, mm-hmm. yeah. as a bonus, as, as a, a little treat. treat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Cecil. Do we have more? Yes, we have one more question, and it's from yeah. it's from Caspian, who uses moon, it, star, vine, forest, and he pronouns. Oh my god! Which I think are very oh, fun. I love that. So cool. <laughs> moon apologized hot. for using a lot Caspian. of pronouns, which I don't think is something to apologize for. I just want to no. say, no, no, not at all. <laughs> I was going to say Caspian is an amazing right, name, and then right. you said the pronouns, and I'm like, I'm oh, swooning. Yeah. Oh yeah. my so, goodness. Let's so. <laughs> So, Star's question is, what other medias were inspirations for Station Arcadia, and what tips would you give to someone creating their own sci-fi dystopian stories? This is a perfect. Okay. So good. Moon also said, thank you so much for creating such an amazing podcast. I happy stim every time I listen to a new episode, since there are so few pieces of media that use neo-pronouns without issue, or are just so unapologetically queer. It's really refreshing. Thank you. (laughs) Caspian, I love you. Yeah, Yeah, me too. I love you so much. It made me so happy yes. to read that. Yeah. That's a wonderful oh, final question. So yes. It is. This yeah. is, yes. Yeah, thank you so, so much. So good. Thank you. Okay, so what so are the media inspires Station Arcadia? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What media inspires it and then what? I'm so sad that Tova isn't here because I know mm-hmm. they I know. Tova would, much. like, talk about this. Tova would have loved this uh, question. Yeah. Um, maybe we can get them to record a response yeah, yeah maybe just for this oh that's, da- that's dangerous it'll be like 15 minutes but you know what yeah. it'll be 15 minutes and yeah. we'll love we'll love every minute we of will it, love so. every yes. second of um, it um 
Oh my god, I don't even know. I don't... I think we took a lot of inspiration just from, like, just real-world stuff that's going on, like, real-world mm-hmm. cultures, real-world oh, technological yeah. advancements, like, no actual media, just, like, the actual world. Yeah. Well, I, media, I do have a couple There's definitely of some media influences, but I know for episode three in particular, there was a water crisis type thing that mm-hmm. we were referencing. Oh, yeah, yes. that was, that uh, which was kind on, of formed wrote, the basis of... I wrote an um, essay about that. You can, it's, you if you go to our website, if you go to the episode three webpage, there's a link at the top and you can read the essay I wrote about how episode <laughs> three relates to um, very real water crises and in, um, mm-hmm. as it relates to dams in indigenous communities in Canada. Um, I did my best with that. Um, I don't know if it's, uh, that was like a year ago, so I don't know if there's more information that is now missing from it. But, you know, that's a good jumping off point. If you want to know how episode three is distressingly related to real life, um, it's like, I didn't make any shit up. That story is just, you know, it's actually worse in real life. Um, Yeah, it's... That's something we did hold hands a little bit on, (laughs) but on purpose, it's, yeah, it's very So a lot of real-life influence was involved. Yeah, methylmercury poisoning is not made up. It's a real thing that results from freshwater dams and affects real people in Canada and across the world, so... Um, so a lot of yeah, a lot of inspiration for this podcast is real and I, world. Mm-hmm. And I've linked a lot. I've linked some sources at the bottom, and I'm like looking at them now, and they're all like it's like I linked like Wikipedia and like you know the New York Times. So it's not like a research paper essay, essay. Um, but it, no, it's pretty good though. I have read yeah. through it, and it's it's fairly educational. But as always, I mean, if you look up anything online and you read something online, yeah. go look into it. A hundred yeah. other places. If you're interested, go go look into it. Don't yeah. just take one person's word for it. Actually, Use click on all the as a starting point. And look what in. were some of the yeah. fictional, uh, fictional, holy shit, fictional <laughs> influences? I'm a voice actor. What are some of the uh, fictional influences that, that went into this? Because I feel like there's a million. I feel there, like there's oh, literally yes, a million. Really are. Oh, yeah. Um, like, there's okay never mind it's like there's some game that i, I feel like the game is just called cyberpunk and then a year 2077 I, like, yeah. I believe it is we, i don't yeah. know if we actually we took one? any influence yeah. i don't know i feel like that influenced telsoria we've, we've oh, mentioned sure. it well so the name is from our telsorian game the name is definitely a uh, reference which, which they did before. notice they, they did notice. Yeah, they did a cyberpunk RPG, <laughs> yes. uh, which is fantastic. Yeah. Um, yes. Better than um, a video game. But I don't think we actually, we, we took any inspiration directly from the game other than the cyberpunk aspect of it, which cyberpunk is, you know, an entire genre. Um, mm-hmm. I know some people have said, uh, have asked about Penumbra podcast. Um, actually, Tova has mentioned that uh, they have not, you know, partaken in penumbraing podcasts. Um, but Toba <laughs> Toba actually beloved. writes the uh, the Empire, and so I actually uh, for the small bits of Empire that I wrote, I was thinking a little bit penumbra, but I had a couple of other things too. But Tova primarily writes the Empire, and so I want to say penumbra, while a very good podcast, did not directly inspire um, the Empire in <laughs> specific. Mm-hmm. Um, th- there's little inspirations everywhere. Um, the Sword and Finn 
Gwyn uh, scene that I talked about earlier is actually a, a headcanon that I have for... Um, I'm obsessed with Sherlock Holmes, but a <laughs> Sherlock and John scene that I had in my mind from, you know, 10th grade. Like, mm. I've had that in my head forever. Um, but a lot of my personal influences are like Sherlock Holmes, and um, the yeah. Magnus Archives, I'm like, sure, like, influenced some of us in some um, aspects. Like, and... each writer has their own sort of different inspirations, mm-hmm. and it's just kind of like since everyone was working together to build the world, it's just kind of like a mishmash of inspirations yeah. from like a ton of different places. It's quite beautiful. It is It is quite beautiful. I think if you talk to different writers, like for writers for each episode, you get different answers. Like for me personally, yes, for sure. it's such a hard one to answer because mostly when I write, it is based on like little snippets of personal experience more mm-hmm. than um, media. Like there's this... this there's this There's... bit in episode 20 where the little kids are playing in the woods and it's just, it's lifted straight from my Aww. childhood. Aww. Um, yeah. You know, like that's just me playing yeah. with my brother in the forest. I am, uh, I'm exactly the same. I actually can think of um, the bit where Axel is talking to um, her mum is something that I was uh, really wanting to tell my mum, and I actually did after that episode, oh. uh, I, after I wrote the episode, but that is something that I was thinking about telling my mum, and I did afterwards. And uh, so a lot of, yeah, real-life influences as well, mm-hmm. and I find myself writing my day-to-day conversations yeah. into Station mm. Arcadia sometimes. So, but yeah. There's just tons it's of different inspiration. I think we would be remiss, though, if we didn't name Welcome to Night Vale as a big inspiration. Yes, yes. the it's queen. Radio. It's set in a radio story. I mean, like, yeah. Literally it, and Welcome the... to Night Vale is the the queer podcast, and I know for a lot of people it was their first yep. podcast. It was the for first me, podcast I listened yeah, to. It too. was, I mean, yep. it was the first time that I saw, like, I... I gay men in media what yep like Mm -hmm. i was like that's that's representation in like a different media than like fan art i was literally talking about this at the dinner table today with my friends where i was saying like i really i went into welcome to night vale thinking i even heard that it was like queer and i was like okay Mm -hmm. so there's gonna be a side character in episode 50 right Right. and then i go into you go into episode one and then Seasons and it's like, Cecil swooning over man. Carlos. I've never met him in my life, but I'm gonna marry him. Like, yes. I think that, like, and that was take, insane. If you take, uh, Welcome to Night Vale, and then, like, you literally just fast forward to, to the present with Station Arcadia, it's almost like Station Arcadia is, like, an homage or, like, really a showing mm-hmm. of just how far we've come. I yes. totally agree. In, in yeah, podcast uh-huh. media and, you know, in general, like, especially podcast media, mm-hmm. like, because, you know, Welcome to Night Vale was just, it was Carlos and Cecil, oh, and that, yes. like, carried everyone. And then, like, oh, more podcasts, God, yeah. more and more. And I really do think Station Arcadia is, like, a culmination of just this explosion of beautifully yes. organic, like, uh, LGBT stuff. And I, I just... It's just wonderful. Yeah. It's just wonderfully here. And like you listen to the first episode of that and then the first episode of Station Arcadia mm-hmm. and it's like, fuck, wow. dude, like, yeah. come so far. Yeah. I, I genuinely do think that Station Arcadia is just a beautiful like mosaic of everyone's personal experiences and influences and like media that we were all obsessed with in middle school and <laughs> like yeah. podcasts that we've been obsessed with these past couple of years yeah. and, you know, that sort of thing. It's it is truly like just a love song and uh, to everything that we all love, like it's, all it's our a, writers and everything. It's it really a work is. of it's a work of it's a passion project. It really is. Yeah, it, is. it really is. 
in the most literal sense because we're not like doing this professionally. Yeah, yeah. what's the second not what's yet. the second the, the second not part yet. of Caspian's question, uh Forrest asks, uh what are some tips you would give to someone creating their own sci-fi dystopian story? Hmm. World build. <laughs> world build the yeah, hell yeah. out of it. Do all your world building, yeah. make your dollhouse, and then make dolls to play in it with. <laughs> yeah. Having, like, a concrete world is so helpful, because yes. when you're writing things, it's, like, it's so easy, because, like, the whole world is there. You don't need to really, like, think about it, because a lot of it is mm-hmm. figured out. And then, sort of, it it leaves, the way we did it with Station Arcade, at least, I find, there's all these little nooks and crannies that can just be filled by writing an episode. So you're like, yeah. hmm, I wonder how they deal with, like, this thing. I guess that's what I'll write my episode about. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, once you start world building and you get, like, to a point where you have to start going in depth, those are your episodes. Those are your episodes. <laughs> like, those are those are the things that yeah. you want to clarify, and that's, yeah. Yeah, that's so just, like, it. start world building. And the thing is, mm-hmm. it's, it's your world. You can change it however much you want. Mm-hmm. So, like, you can make fake science if yeah. you want. You can be oh. like, oh, yeah. My uh, advice does just freeze. be here's, here's my two pieces of advice. <laughs> One, just start. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how bad it is, just start. Mm-hmm. Two is, and I said yep. this in the domestic life QA too, <laughs> is you can just stop doing it. Yeah. If, yeah, if something comes up in life and you get overwhelmed or you don't like where it's going or for whatever reason you need a break, you can just stop. Mm-hmm. I would definitely, though, depending on what role yeah. of the production you're in, you need to co- communicate well with people yes. before you stop. If it's doing just like a, if it's just a one man project, is, then yeah, it's a one man project. But if you're in, if you are doing it with other people at all, um, don't ghost them. If you're doing it with <laughs> other people, please communicate. Yeah. Please, please communicate. Please communicate. Also, I, I, um, in term, I don't know if I don't know if this person is like writing a podcast or if they're just like you know creating like a Hmm. a sci-fi like fictional fantasy world but like you are making it into a podcast and i guess this goes for anyone who is um such a big thing and this is from a voice actor's perspective is if you just let the actors play a little bit on your ideas on the character you might get something that you would have never thought of yeah and yeah honestly might make or break your story just let like, them have fun yeah yeah and yeah it's like let them go wild and, and you reel them back if they need to but you know in, in terms of like working with actors like they may not you know write or direct or what have you but they are going to be embodying mm-hmm. the characters and essentially taking on the roles of the people who live in this world mm-hmm maybe they have some ideas that you that you should give a shot. Absolutely. And I think that's true for, you know, especially actors. I mean, actors should be able to play with characters. Regardless, I think that's a really good point. Um, and it, do- it isn't said enough. Um, but if you're working on any project, especially if you're creating a new world or something that doesn't exist, you're taking a blank slate and you're making something on it, don't get stuck to your idea and i think that your idea is so good and other people can make that better if you are willing to let people mess with your idea you will get something so much better than you originally would come up with and that's something that i've found 
to be true most of the time. Not all the time. There's always, you know, but most of the time. I feel like, paradoxically, it actually helps if you have confidence in your ideas before you let other people mess with them. Yeah. Yes. If that, no, I agree. Because if you're kind of insecure, you're not going to want to let people say, what if we do yes. this? What if we yeah. do that? Because then it's like, oh, shit. My idea was shit in the first mm-hmm. place. Yeah, mm-hmm. that too. And also, then you, one, either shut out everything because you, you know, you're mm-hmm. like, I, I don't know, I, I'm just going to stick with what I've got, and... Or you agree to everything. Yeah, and then you end up letting go of, like, parts of your world that you really wanted. You need to be, you need to be confident in your abilities as a writer and producer, and then feel confident that, feel confident enough to accept, essentially, constructive criticism or other ideas without, without, without feeling like it's an attack on, on you. Like, 100%. Be confident in your ideas, not your eyes, be confident in your ideas, (laughs) but be open to constructive criticism. Yes. There's something, uh, there's actually a TED Talk, um, and it's called How to Not Take Things Personally. Mm -hmm. And it it doesn't apply to podcasts. Um, It can, and that's why I'm bringing it up. But it's about just in general day-to-day life, you know, if somebody cancels plans on you, or if somebody, you know, says something, it's... It's an exercise in how to not take things personally, and I found that since I listened to it at least, I have been able to see criticism as a genuine attempt to make my art the best that it can be, and not an attack on my creative ideas. And I think that it's really important as a creative to know how to take criticism, and taking criticism is something that they always talk about, but it really is not taking it personally in a negative way. It's, right. yeah. it's genuinely, if somebody is giving you good, constructive criticism, they are genuinely trying to make your art better, and mm-hmm. and I think that, you know, sometimes it can fall flat and sometimes it doesn't work out, but a lot of times it is really really cool to share minds with somebody Um, whether it be an actor or a fellow Uh, writer i mean however much uh like sway they have over the story it's really cool to listen to people's ideas and see what kind of things you can play around with so especially in sci-fi i mean yeah sci-fi is just so fun to mess around with sci-fi is so fun because you can just say uh yeah it worked yes it worked because it did (laughs) yeah 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 it's it's very fun Cool. All right. So I guess that's it for yeah. The that's Q&A. all the questions. Woo-hoo. Well, thank you. Thank, thank you uh, so much to everyone who sent in questions. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, um, thank you so for your fun. questions. Thank you for your kind words. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you for listening. We're so glad you're liking our podcast. Woo. We can't wait yeah. to to do more to give you more things to ask us about. <laughs> yes. It's. It's going to be a while, but I promise it's going to be worth the wait. It's going to happen. It's going to be so worth the wait. It's going to be better than season one, and it's going to be so good. Heck Um, yeah. (laughs) All right. And yeah, uh, thank you, Ray and Jade, for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. you. For hiring us. Right, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) No, but thank thank you guys so much. No worries. And while I'm thanking people, thank you, Cecil, also for organizing the questions. Yes. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And also oh, you everyone like who's listening yeah. right now. Yeah. For listening to our podcast. Thank you, everyone, for doing everything. <laughs> thank yep. you for Ever. existing <laughs> and being you. We appreciate your existence. It is very important to us. You listening it's to so us. So important. Yeah. You right now. Love you. <laughs> yes. You're incredible. Mwah. <laughs> 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 uh, okay. Can we all do a bye? Can we do one of those? Yeah, like, let's all sit like yeah, a okay, bye. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right.
three, two, one. Bye. 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 <laughs>